I don't even know how to describe how weird it gets. It gets so <laughs> weird that sometimes I'm like, do we have a problem? <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm okay. Yeah, you're better than okay. What are you talking yeah. Suddenly you're just I've okay. I've got some pep. Bef- you know why? You know why I have pep? Oh. I mean, you know by why. By the time this episode comes out, this will be old news. Although I may have the problem again by the time this episode comes <laughs> no, out. No, I think no. you've learned your lesson. Um, Things have really moved. Yes, things have moved. We're recording this episode shortly after the finale of The Bachelorette. Recap. So basically, you were backed up. But yeah, yeah. this is all out of order now. People don't know what you're talking about. Oh. People move on. They moved on with their lives. They don't really? care about your No one's bowels. thinking every day about my bowels? <laughs> okay, so today's a big day because it's anniversary number three. This is a big deal. Dear Shandy is three years old. Three. It's walking around. It's talking. Yeah. It's getting into trouble. And in keeping with tradition, we have asked our Shandys for questions to do uh, anniversary Q&A, meaning that we just answer they're questions and they're not relationship questions. So these could have been about they us. They may be our relationship questions. They are some. Some of them are yeah. our relationship questions. It could be about us, the podcast, life, just general. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get going. <laughs> I mean, it's really amazing. It's the difference in having, uh, you know, not that problem. This yeah. is really You're remarkable. light again. Yeah. yeah. You're not carrying that burden around. It really is. It's like a ball and chain <laughs> or a ball. And it's not really a ball. It's more like a, a log and a chain. Oh, God. <laughs> Before we get going, I want to first link out anniversary Q&A 1 and 2, because if you asked a question and you're like, hey, why wasn't my question chosen? I'm not going to say this applies to all of them because there were a lot of questions. We couldn't choose them all. But several of them were repeats. Like if you had seen anniversary Q&A 1 and 2, no judgment, you might not have asked that question because we answered it, for example, in a previous one. So those are linked below. Shall we get going, Andy? Remember I wore a suit for the first yeah, things have really gotten more yeah. casual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wore a dress and everything that first time. No yeah. more. Okay, so I have divided questions into three main categories. The first being about Shandy, which Ooh. feels weird to say in the third person like that. But here we are. <laughs> okay, so number one, I thought this was a fun one to start with. What is your favorite feature on each other's bodies? Painfully superficial on purpose. I know y'all love to go deep. So trying to challenge you to be shallow, LOL. Sorry, I promise I'm a real shandy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a tough one, actually. I mean, this is hard because you have a lot of good physical things. I like so many. Like, that's the thing. How about we do top three? Okay. (sighs) So for me, top three is your mouth. Oh. I love your smile. You have like this upturn in your mouth, like kind of like the Joker. And when you have a smirk, it's like, and it's such an expressive mouth. You've got such good lips. Ugh, it's just such a great mouth. Oh, wow. I even love your, your teeth. You have a tiny, tiny gap between your two front teeth. And sometimes when you're like shocked, I could just see the tips of those teeth. It's so cute. So mouth oh. for me is one of them. Wow. Okay. That's a more answer than I'm going to give. <laughs> a lot yeah um i'm gonna i mean this is kind of a cop out but i'm going with your eyes okay the eyes are i think if i if i had gun to my head i mean if i had this is the problem if the question is what would my desert island body part be Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be your eyes (laughs) you know as far as like what makes you unique and what really like i'm like oh wow that's that that charlene she has she has a good good eye Okay, thanks. But, but um, hands? Okay, so hands is one of mine for you, big too. Big hands. Yeah. Oh, you like my hands? Oh, big hands? No, big. Um, you got 
uh, big, I do actually have big hands. No, big, <laughs> big meaning big good. Okay. I didn't mean big hands. Well, for what it's worth, I do have, a, it's not like they're big, but you know, like women's small gloves are too small for my hands. Well, you have long fingers. Yeah, they're just like I've got you a have I've long, got a hand that slender, can do things. <laughs> well put together hands. I love your hands too. Oh, and I think you. it's so tough. I love your little butt, but I really think your chest, I just love to put my my head on your chest. I just love your chest. Oh. So those are the three for me. Mouth, hands, chest. Does the skin count as a body part? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's great. <laughs> Obviously a hair, okay. amazing hair. Good mouth. You got a good you know what you got you got a good mouth transition. Your mouth, it's like it's like someone took a Lego mouth and stuck it on your face. Like there's no there's no leading up to the mouth. It's like your face just goes like face, 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 mouth. It's not like face, oh, here comes the mouth. Like if you were if you were on a trek, if you were like shrunk down to like microscopic level and you're walking on someone's face, yeah, you'd eventually be like, oh, I, I think uh, I think we're nearing the mouth. Uh-huh. With you, they would just suddenly be on a lip. They're like, what? How did this happen? That being said, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got to go with butt. <laughs> desert Island. <laughs> no, Desert Island is something else. <laughs> oh okay, this is honestly supposed to be like a quick starter question. Okay. I think we've answered this one. Okay, so so let's recap. No, no we're good. People okay, are like, we, okay. we know. You okay, move on. Okay, we were like, ugh, stop. Okay. All right. Next question. Charlene, did you always see yourself moving to the U.S. or did you ever consider staying in Canada? I don't know why I'm looking at you to answer yeah. that. <laughs> um, I actually never saw myself moving to the U.S. when I was younger. Right. Honestly, it was more that when I got into a really good music school with a scholarship and everything, I was like, well, it's New York. It's where you pursue singing. Like it's the sort of epicenter of the artistic world. Yeah. And so... Honestly, when I first moved to New York, I don't think I saw myself staying past getting my degree. And then I just fell in love. I fell in love with New York. Not the U.S., with New York is a difference. You did fall in love with New York. Mm -hmm. And when I went and lived in Germany for a few years, my heart ached for New York. It didn't mm. ache for Canada. And I love Canada. That's the thing. I'm really Canadian at heart, but I missed New York. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, next question. Do you have any plans of moving to a bigger apartment? <laughs> I don't know about a bigger apartment, but I would like a farm one day with animals, a lot of animals, like variety of animals, not just dogs, cows, pigs, chickens, cats, <laughs> goats. Uh -huh. I want more animals. More animals. I want weird animals. Yeah. Animals that you don't usually see on a farm. Like I want an aardvark. <laughs> I want a lemur. Can you have a lemur or is that cruel? You can't have a lemur in the United States, can you? You can't have a lemur as a pet? I'm I sure you I, I really want a lemur. I actually find this question interesting because to me, I feel the person who wrote this question is not a New Yorker. Mm. If you live in a place where you just have a bigger, bigger homes and cars and, and like a big lawn and all that stuff, you're kind of like, how do you live in a space this small? Yeah. But actually, I never feel like I need more space. I, I'm, I'm with you. I actually feel more comfortable in a smaller home because I like to know where everything is at all times. Mm. Like the thought of living in a house where I'm like, I'm not sure what's going on over there in that room. Yeah. Like I, I haven't seen that room in a while. It could be like... <laughs> A whole situation there. Well, I feel that way. When I go to my parents' house, like they they will forget they own things, forget what's in what room. Like it's there's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. And you know, it's just the two of us. So I find this question a little interesting because it shows sort of like there's a 
a societal expectation of how much you space. keep getting a bigger home. Yeah. Like the more successful you are, you get a bigger home. I don't want a bigger home. I'm I mean, I'll, I'll take a little bit bigger just because like closet space. Yes. I closet. want a big closet. It's just closet space. Yeah, just and closet. In my case, just because I am the one physically setting up and like right. doing the, the technical yeah. stuff for the podcast, breaking down, then setting up, breaking down, setting up. In our apartment. Yeah, I know. You want it's a, a little tedious. You want a studio. You want a big closet. And that's it. But a, a small... I oh, and maybe a parking spot. A parking spot. But that's not in that's the apartment. The dream. That's outside. Yeah. I think a, a small apartment is cozy. I feel cozy. Like when it's raining and I hear the rain everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just like, it's nice. I, I don't need a lot of space. Pretty much, as we said, I would want a big closet, a studio for you uh-huh. and, um, and me. <laughs> Mainly, you, you know. are part of Shandy. Yeah, and um, and a lemur, a, a, <laughs> a sloth, and an aardvark. Okay. Next question: Are you even more goofy in real life than on your podcast? Oh, I find this uh, funny to think that we're goofy on the podcast. You calling me goofy? This is nothing. You have no idea. Uh, it, it gets so much weirder than what we can show on this podcast. Yeah, it, it's. I would say if this was a car, uh-huh. if it was like a five. A five gear car. Okay. I would say that on the podcast where we range between one and two and a half, like between second and third gear. Yeah. And in, in the apartment on average, we're at a four. Yeah. Oh, it gets, there's so much more singing, so much more like oh. physical comedy. It gets a lot weirder. We like, just can't show that to the world, I don't think. I don't even know how to describe how weird it gets. It gets so weird <laughs> that sometimes I'm like, do we have a problem? <laughs> Next question. How many white V-necks does Andy actually own? Hmm. Well, I have three types of white V-necks, if, if you must know. Um, I have the 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 podcast-ready white V-necks, which is this. Yes. I have Paint. sort of a secondary, like, it's kind of, it's a different style. This is Comfort Soft, I believe, <laughs> non-sponsored. Um, the other ones, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I mean, they're still, still, still dissing us. But um, I have another one that's like a slightly less desirable. It's a, l- a little less soft. Okay. As it does comfort soft. Um, and I'll use that if these are all in the laundry. Okay. And then there's a third, which we won't discuss. Oh, I, I know those. you feel very strongly about it. I'm not going to name the brand. Because I don't want to shame them. Oh, we couldn't shame them. No, I don't want to shame them. Because I think that's actually, if you're tall, if you have a long torso, it's a fantastic tee. He got these because he was like, wow, they're even cheaper than Hanes. <laughs> Yeah, but they- Haynes was really breaking the <laughs> yeah, bank. <I> know. <laughs> so you got this other brand and I hate them. I hate how they look on you. They're okay. way too long. They're basically tunics on him. Okay. But he still wears them because he doesn't want to waste them. I wear them. them now for the gym. Okay. I've, I've taken your lead. Okay. So I probably have a, a, a good, like a, a podcast ready rotation of a probably dozen. That's it. Of podcast ready. Yeah. And overall, would you say 16? Like 20. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Charlene, since you love fashion, do you ever feel embarrassed Andy wears white t-shirts only? Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? The answer to that is no. Thank you. Next question. How do you fight? This one came up so much. Yeah. I think yeah. this was the, mo- the most asked question for this q and is how we fight, which I thought was interesting because I feel like we've actually revealed it numerous times in various ways throughout love fests. Over the years. Yeah. Like when the question comes up, we end up sort of chiming in. But it's in. changed. I mean, our fighting style, I think, has changed oh, over time. Oh, you think time. so? I think I've learned my lesson, like, to not be so defensive. Oh, yeah. That's usually what causes the fight. Uh, yeah. It's like, I would say that what starts it is you not reading, like, the room or the, you don't time 
right. your thing well. And it's always something stupid. It's always something stupid. Super it's always, stupid. It's like, it's like something like there's a, there's a stain on the it's counter. It's always something stain related or yeah. cleanliness related. Well, not and, always, but I don't want to sound like a weirdo. No, it's, ho- it's housework and it's yeah, stupid. It's usually it, it, housework. Yeah, it's always housework. I would, okay, nine times out of ten, housework. Yeah, or it's something I, you know, podcast related. Maybe I'll be like, oh, did we do this thing? And you're like doing something else. And you're like, why are you talking about the podcast? Or you're trying to go to sleep or oh, something. Oh, yeah, wanna- I have a thing where I don't like talking about the podcast at night because it keeps me up. There's been, I think, twice where I've gotten actually mad at you because I yeah. was like, I've oh. told you I don't want to talk about the podcast at night. But, but what usually happens in these fights now is that you get angry at me. And and, <laughs> and and the vast majority of time, you are correct. Like, I am, I deserve yeah, to be angry. Yeah, but I think my reaction at. is disproportionate. Your reaction is often disproportionate. Yeah. In which case, then I feel like I know that the thing for me to do, I've learned, is to not retaliate. retaliate. Yeah. So I just sit back and I'm like, I kind of sulk and, and I'm like, oh, there's just no escape. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm that's it. I'm yeah. in a doghouse for like, you know, anywhere from 15 minutes to a couple of hours. Mm. And I basically eventually say, I'm sorry. Okay. So my perspective on this is that you don't really time it correctly. Like you'll make a comment about a stain or like water somewhere or something in the house because you are really fastidious. Like you're, you're very, Andy's a total like germaphobe and everything has its place. And I'm extremely tidy. Like I'm constantly cleaning, doing dishes. Like, so we're both constantly cleaning the house. And that's why if I'm not in the right mood and then you point out something that I'm like, you're pointing out the one thing, you know, like I'm constantly cleaning. I don't get any like no one notices that, you know what I mean? So I, depending on my mood, it's often in the evening because I'm more likely to get upset about things in the evening. I'm very touchy in the evening, actually reflecting on this. And I'm just like a more monstrous version of myself. Like I'm less chill in the evening. And then I'll get upset. And then if you retaliate and you, and you start arguing back, then it turns into a fight. But if you totally just put your hands up, then it gets diffused pretty quickly. Yeah. And I've learned that, that generally speaking, and I'm not saying I'm always wrong. There are times when I'm right. And I just, in those times, I'm just like, you know what? You've been wrong more than you've been right. So you're in the debit column. So just take it. And it'll pass. Mm. But I, I know I'm right. There are times when you get really angry at me and I know I'm right. Yeah. It's, it's rare, though. And I, I have to admit, you're usually right. I apologize. And later. you do usually apologize. Sometimes it's a day later. Yeah, it's I know usually it's the next morning. The next morning, I'll like, you'll be in bed yeah. and I'll I'll hug you and I'll be like, yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was crazy you, last you night. You know, I actually, I save her. Sometimes like when you get angry at me, I'm like, I know she's wrong. And I know she's smart enough to know she's wrong, but not <laughs> at the moment. And I save her the apology that's coming. Smart enough to know she's wrong. <laughs> Oh, who apologizes first? Okay. I mean, I 90% of the time apologize first. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Yeah. But I would also say that 90% of the time I was right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. 90 is heavy. But yeah, no, I, I, I'll i give you, uh, yeah, I'll give you 90, a soft 90. Okay. In reality, fighting is not a really significant part of a relationship. No. Like I've had I've had relationships where fighting is like the thing. Oh. That's the thing. This is the least I've ever fought in any relationship I've been in by far. I sometimes feel embarrassed. Like when we get into a fight, I'm like, this is the best we can do. This, This is the fight. 
I always hate fighting with you. I do too. Yeah, whatever makes you make me a- so sad. Yeah, I feel the whole world like everything. Once we're in a fight, like everything is bad. I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna go kill myself now. Oh, Andy. No, no, I don't say but that. But I know what you mean. Like when we're in a fight, it's like nothing is right with the world until we yeah. make up. Yeah. Everything's wrong. Like I can't. Like t- people call me on the phone. I'm like, I, I can't talk. I don't oh. want to talk to you. Okay. Do you think we've answered that one? Finally, how we fight. People really There's wanted a to know. One. Okay. Why can't we know what Andy does? <laughs> So this is a throwback to anniversary Q&A one where this was the most popular question. Everyone wants to know what you do for a living. I, I don't I don't see. You know what the problem is? You know what this is? You've drawn more attention. I've to drawn it. attention to it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. It wasn't supposed to be a thing. It was, <laughs> now people think I do something crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to have privacy. Yeah. Like I don't want people, everyone to know what I do. Where I went to school, yeah. what I studied, like, you know, who my friends are. Yeah. Like, I just, is that? No, I totally, totally it's, respect that. Yeah. I think that we generally try to toe a line between sharing a lot about our lives and our, certainly our thoughts. Like, we share a lot of opinions and then maybe we'll, you know, fill fill in a bit based on personal experience. But I actually think we are both surprisingly private given the fact that we do this. Yeah, I mean, we. I'm basically trying to cheat. I'm. I'm. I'm a private person who is also very public, and I would like to, you know, try to maintain both totally. as well as possible. I respect that. I love that you've never caved on that. Do you think you'd be where you are today in your relationship if you met each other sooner in life? For example, in your twenties. Uh, I mean, I, I think, think you no. would have broken up with me. Yeah, I just think we both, I think one of the reasons why we work so well is because we did so much before. Yeah. Like, I like respect to those people who meet in their early 20s and then they make it work for life. But I know myself, I would have been haunted by a lot of what ifs and like wanting to experience dating many different types of people and living in different countries. That chapter of my life would have looked so different if I had been just in a long term relationship the whole time. And I think in a way, like I would have grown resentful. Oh, absolutely. As I said, I think you would have broken up with me. I think I actually, no matter what age I met you, unless it was like, actually, especially if it was 16, I would have been so smitten. Oh, really? Oh, it would have been a mess. If you broke up with me at 16, my whole life would have changed. I would have become like a sound engineer or something. I just, I think you're giving away that you're not a sound not, engineer. There you go. One elimination. No, but I don't, nothing against sounding. It just seems like a very introspective kind of like, it's oh, almost like an artist who cool. just went really deep into like just the sound itself. If as I'm honest, I don't think your ears are good enough for that. Yeah. I don't I, know if my ears are good enough. I like for that. the way that. No, I'm not dissing I, you. Like, no. I don't, th- I'm a singer. And I don't think my ears are good enough to be a but sound engineer. It is engineer. funny the, the way that I said I would be so devastated by losing you. And you're like, well, the reason is you just have bad pitch. <laughs> I, I took that in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I would have been, I think, unable to end this at any point in my life, mm-hmm. wherever I met you, whether it was at 14 or 80, I think you would have ended it because you would have had more to experience. Uh, I would have been an idiot. I would have done all the wrong things. Mm. I learned how to not do the wrong things later in life. So you think that if you had met me in your early 20s, you never would have broken up with me? I don't know if I believe that. Because I think eventually the novelty would wear off and you'd be like, oh, there's a lot of girls in this world. Like, I want to experience more of life before I, mean, I settle I'm, down. I, yeah, maybe. That's what would maybe. have caused me to bring it to an end. Anyway, I guess this is our way of saying that timing is everything. Yes. And even though we wish now that we had met earlier just so that we could, like, experience more life together, 
I think it was absolutely necessary for us to meet as when bittersweet we did. as it may be. I think we met at the perfect time. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last question in about Shandy. What is the biggest challenge you have as a public figure couple, and what has been the easiest? I find this funny because to imagine us as a public figure couple is hilarious. <laughs> public figure couple. This happened actually when we were flying back from Ottawa. We were at the Ottawa airport, and this couple right in front of us in line. They recognized us and they're like, oh, we didn't want to disturb you. It probably happens all the time. And we're like, we're not famous enough for this to happen all the time. Like, it really is not. I don't feel it most of the time. Yeah. I mean, there have been periods where it seems like it was happening more frequently. There it goes were, in waves. Yeah. There's yeah. like a stretch where I remember like for like two weeks every day, someone would come up to us in the street. Yeah. I don't know why. I still don't know why that happened. Yeah. But it's usually, and then, then months will go by and nothing happens. I don't know about months. I'll put it this way. When we hang out with more famous people... I see how often they get recognized and how much a part of their life being quote unquote famous is. And I'm like, wow, that's not me. Like that is, I have never experienced a fame of that level. And I'm honestly glad. Well, the thing is that I feel even at our level, like when I go out, I want to go out sometimes. Like I, I'm just like, I'm a mess and like, I don't feel great and I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm in a bad mood. And uh -huh. I just like, I have something I want to get like a sandwich and just get home. Yeah. That's when I worry that people are going to The irony is me. though, because I know exactly what you mean. This happened to me once I was running to a workout and I was already late oh, and yeah. I was like literally stuffing half a mosh bar in my <laughs> face. <laughs> it was a good ad for mosh actually. And I had no makeup on, like just really frazzled and running. And she was like are you Charlene and no. I was like <laughs> but what's interesting is like that's what I often feel I dread but that exact kind of exchange is what changes my mood for the better like mm -hmm. it's always such a lovely exchange even if it's brief yeah but aside from the times where I feel like I look you know like the hundred of Notre Dame <laughs> and I do meet a Shandy yeah I do feel every time I leave that interaction like oh was I Oh, did okay. I live up to whatever no, no, no. they think I I'm am? I'm so glad. Thank you. You got us back on track because there was like, I did have an answer for this. And that's to me the biggest challenge yeah. is feeling like I disappoint people. There was one time where this really lovely girl came up to us on the Upper West Side and she was talking about like how much I had meant to her and what I had helped her like find her identity in high school and stuff like that. And she was, it was so overwhelmingly lovely it made me cry later oh, in yeah. that moment. I gave her a big hug, but all I could think afterwards was like, instead of really basking in how beautiful the sentiment was, all I could think was there's no way meeting me could like, I can't live oh, up right. to that. You know what I mean? Oh, I, it's awful. We it's both awful. have imposter syndrome. Yeah. So it's, it, it is, it really hits home. There's never a time, like once in a blue moon, so a Shandy will come up to me and, and I'll be like, that was a good interaction. Yeah. Like, I feel like I didn't, lose any shine yeah, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. but almost every time i'm like oh she probably thinks less of me yeah and the other part of the question is what has been the easiest i know mine for sure okay so go ahead it's it's the fact that you just by being yourself and being in the same place at the same time with with someone who listens to our podcast which i think inherently says something about who they are like you can completely make their day or their week or their month oh yeah and in that sense we go out of our way like even recently we went to one shandy's workplace because she had invited us and like it's just so cool to be able to go and meet oh. someone and like brighten their day and just 
I don't know, get to hang out with people we would never otherwise meet. It's like one of the easiest ways I've ever had in my life to make someone really happy without doing much. Totally. And it's a gift. I I really appreciate that. I sometimes think I'm like, why do I like that? I'm like, do I like being, you know, famous, sea level, whatever it is? No, I don't like that. I actually feel a little uncomfortable with that. I like the sort of the superpower of just being able to be exist and yeah. make someone really happy. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. And I, I will never stop appreciating yeah, that, totally whether it's same. online it's, or in real life. I think those are the ways in which the imposter syndrome and that joy or like the, the superpower of making someone's day are constantly battling each other. Well, it actually makes it the imposter syndrome makes it feel even more like a superpower. Oh, totally. Because I don't even I'm just yeah. like I'm like I'm Spider-Man. I just to- spin webs. You no, know, I never want to reach a point where that stops being a cool superpower. No, I I don't. If anything, I feel like it's gaining strength. Like I'm appreciating it more. Okay. Because you don't get, you know, honestly in life, really, when it comes down to it, the happiest you are, usually you, meaning anyone, Mm -hmm. is when you're doing really nice things for other people. Like oftentimes you forget it. Yeah. Some people you forget, you're like, no, I want to make myself happy. You know, it's important to make yourself happy first as a base. But Mm -hmm. I really think that the most joy humans get, whether they know it or not, is making other people happy. Yes, you got to serve somebody, Ah, Eddie, to to quote you quoting Bob Dylan. (laughs) All right, so we'll move on to the podcast now. Are there ever times when you record where you do get annoyed with one another? I'm always amazed by how loving and civil you remain even when you disagree. I find this one interesting because to me they're different questions yeah like we first of all very rarely disagree about things right and when we do i would say the podcast is actually a perfectly accurate representation of what happens it's like but how can you feel that way the blah 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 like and it's like oh i can see why you feel that like we're actually very uh we really talk it out when we disagree because i think we respect each other's opinions so much that it's like where's the fork in the road where where we part ways you know what i mean but I would never say it rises to the level of annoyance. It's more curiosity. It's like, you feel that way? How how is it that you feel that way? Yeah, it's very rare. It's usually usually kind of the shock of like, how do you feel that way? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and let's get to the bottom of like where that happened. What was that inflection point where you went in the opposite direction from me? And oftentimes it's because maybe one of us, usually me, wasn't listening carefully enough and I may have missed something. Oh, no, I disagree. I sometimes, like, I think the best example is the baby name dog question. All right. Yeah, from, I'll link the Q&A here. One of, I mean, literally my favorite Q&A question of 2022. But that was really one of those ones where I was like, how can you feel that way? And you were feeling that way about me. And it, like, you guys saw it play out. It was just like, like, I was just so bewildered, but I, I don't know. It's not like I was going to get mad at you for having that opinion. Well, it's sometimes for me, it's fun finding things we disagree on. Yes. Because we agree on too much stuff. Yeah. It gets kind of boring <laughs> after a while. Yeah. No, it's true. We agree on so many things. It's one of the reasons why we work, I, I yeah. honestly think. And so it is exciting. It's kind of like finding this new little cave and you're like, oh, what else is in here? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me see you as a different person. Yeah. And then as for annoyance, I think our one rule of thumb before we record is that we 
are harmonious because sometimes like if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or I'm stressed with like setting things up or you know you have an important work call minutes after we finish recording it can just sort of like heighten the pressure and usually like it like it's circumstantial right like it's based on that so we always make an effort before we record to like have a hug and just be on the same wavelength yeah because we've learned from experience that if we're not that it's just it's not even like it's contentious it's just like uh, 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 uh. well it's frustrating because it's like it's like we have a job to do and we have to do it yeah and you naturally get frustrated at your work partner yeah it wouldn't matter if we're related or not yeah i just get frustrated like you're you're making my job harder yeah so, That's I mean, usually what it comes down to is when we make each other's jobs harder, yeah. it's like, why can't you just make my job easier, not harder? Yeah. And we've learned from experience, and this took a while to figure out, that, and this, by the way, happens very rarely, and I think it's one of the reasons why we've kept doing this. If we had to do that with every episode, we would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> it's just like once every couple months before recording, it's like, we're having a hard day. Yeah. Let's like sometimes we'll do jumping jacks or like give each other a big hug or just do something to like change our mind state and get in the zone. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to find the groove, but it's rare. All right. Next question. Approximately how many Bachelor Nation couples have declined or ignored your love fest requests? I would say Mm. a large handful. How many? The number or the percentage? We can't give a number because I don't even know what the number is. But basically, we've this is we're repeating what has been said. Actually, I shouldn't have chosen this question. But basically, if there is a large Bachelor Nation couple, like they're famous, and we have not had them on a love fest, it's because they ignored us. Yeah. 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 And some of these people I've met. And it's like they I guess they think we're too small or they have yeah. nothing to gain. I mean, they, by have coming the, they have absolutely the right to ignore us. Yeah. It's just it's still sometimes like when I've met the person, I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. You could at least just say like, yeah, just respectfully just, decline. That's respectfully decline is better than ignore. Definitely. And then how do you feel when love fest couples break up? Pretty low percentage, but still. <laughs> Honestly, I feel at this point naive for thinking this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Part of it, really, like selfishly, I feel like my record's been tarnished. <laughs> Your record. Yeah, it's all about me. <laughs> you know, as you get later in life and friends go through divorces and people break up and all this stuff, it's like only natural. Like, yeah. of course, if I'm, we're doing a love fest approximately every single month for three years, are you kidding me? Of oh, course. Yeah. And these are people who oftentimes who met on TV. Actually, no, none of these ones met on TV. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah. But it's but they met via TV, ish. Mm, I guess that, no, that's no. <laughs> no. But I think that it's part of life. Yeah. You know, couples meet, they fall in love, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they have the kind of compatibility to make them lifelong partners. And there's, I don't think that's the thing is I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What I will say is we haven't had any like love fest and then quickly break up. <laughs> That would be bad. You feel better about that? Yeah, I feel like at least, if there's at least six months between the love fest and the breakup, it's, it's acceptable. Was there a particular reaction to an episode that was challenging for you to reckon with? I know that you are sometimes cautious about phrasing of things because of backlash from past episodes. I'm picturing myself in your shoes and how hard criticism might be. Thank you. So I'm curious what specific feedback was tough to hear and how you proceeded to make podcasts despite the anxiety that it may happen again. Oh, I, I love this question. Um, I think what I've learned and it, 
you know, this, I've had a different sort of reaction to this kind of question each year that we've gotten some variation on this. Three years in, I think what I've learned is you have to be very cautious of sound bites Mm -hmm. because, you know, certain things can sound really bad taken out of context and it can be a little terrifying to realize that, I guess. Yeah. And I've very rarely on this podcast said things that I don't stand by or don't still feel the same way about, right. but I would word them differently uh, simply absolutely. because of how one sentence or one soundbite, one phrase could be taken out as like quoted yeah. and suddenly that sounds terrible and it's not at all what you meant. Like without the five or so minutes on either side of that, it's a, you, what you were saying was totally different. What I've learned, and this is unfortunate, is that if there is that soundbite, people will take it Absolutely. out of Absolutely, every yes. time. And I do feel like, you know, I understand that we're held to a slightly higher standard than just two people having like a casual conversation in the street. I get that. Uh-huh. But it, it's very... Uh, it's an unfair. It it's interesting because people would say like, "Oh, well, you have this pulpit. Yeah, this platform. you can you can bully everybody. If someone disagrees with you, you'd be like, you could send out to fifty thousand people. Like, well, you're wrong because yeah. of this. But the problem is, I I would compare this whole thing to being in quicksand. Mm. It's like when you say something that you regret, and I do stand by almost everything we've ever said. Mm-hmm. We've just maybe worded it wrong, as yeah. you said. You immediately are in quicksand because. Yeah. When you're in quicksand, the best thing to do is to not move. Yeah. Like you don't struggle. Really? I I actually didn't know that. That is true. Yeah. You don't struggle. When you're in quicksand, I mean, at least this is what I've watched. One day I'm going to land in quicksand and like, you're like, oh, I'm not going to move and I'll just die. But, you know, I was like, well, I guess that wasn't true. And you'll remember this conversation. I will. I'll be like, ah. But uh, but yeah, that's what they say. You don't struggle. But the more you struggle, the more you sink. Okay. So you just sit there. You try to look for kind of like a branch or something. If you can't find a branch, you kind of like... You kind of like slowly just kind of like flat, try to flatten yourself on top and kind of like, it's a process. I don't want to get into how to escape from quicksand. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But the point is, I know you're not supposed to struggle when you're in quicksand. Okay. And I feel like every time when I, like we say something in podcasts, I'm like, oh, should we word that differently? You're like, eh, whatever, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, there's either whatever, Instagram, Reddit, thread, whatever. And then I feel like I'm in quicksand because I realize that the only choice I have is to just stay still. Because the more I fight, the more I sink. Uh, I have to sit. And it's a very uncomfortable thing because I know I've been well, misinterpreted. That's, that's what I, gets I me. I know that ideas or, or, or beliefs or words have been put in my mouth yeah. out of context. Yeah. And I, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. You are so much better with this than me. I think for me... I have a really hard time with what you're saying, the misinterpretation, like the misunderstanding piece gets me. I actually don't care if people don't like me as long as I feel like they understand me to not like, like they understand who I am, what I am, and they don't like me based on that. But when I'm asserted to be any of the ists. Yeah, there's a lot of ists. ists I think yeah. we've been called all the ists. Yeah, I'm asserted to be one of the ists or all the ists yeah. based on what I what feels like a complete misinterpretation of right. what I've said. That is where I really struggle. And so what I've learned is that I have to basically, for my own mental health, just like completely step back or else I will totally spiral and I don't think the podcast would still be around. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you've really gotten a lot better with it. And I, yeah. and I With your I, help. Andy's helped me a lot. He's like, stay still in the quicksand. Right. Don't struggle. Well, I really do believe that one of the things that trips us up is we talk about things. We say things that you're not allowed to say anymore. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to talk about it. And it's not it's not like you're talking about it in a negative or derogatory way. 
You're no. just mentioning oh, the no. words. Well, that's the thing is I feel like when it happens, we're talking about things not in a I condone this kind of way. It's just talking about you're not the allowed thing, to talk pointing about out the thing. Yeah, You're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to have the discourse that opens up the possibility that this thing, which we all know is exists, happening, actually exists. is happening. Totally. Almost like if you're in a, a crowded elevator and someone farts and you're like, <laughs> you're like you. You farted. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. I, I saw. I saw your butt cheeks ripple, yeah, and, yeah. and it stinks. <laughs> and and that's gross. Why do you do that? Like everyone's like, how dare you? Why would you shame this? But you know, the fact of the matter is, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, I'm not stating a fact, and I think there should be a price to pay for farting in an elevator. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, too, we've learned from some reactions. This answer is way like I didn't mean I meant for this to be quick, but I've learned from some reactions that my delivery of something even like is too flippant. You know, like I should have put more weight on something or less weight on something or just like I said, worded it differently. And that, you know, is also educational. You would just prefer I would prefer anyway for that education to come more in the form of having been given the benefit of the doubt yes. based on every other word that we've uttered over well, however many hours since we started this well, podcast. Well, that's the thing. When someone's like, I thought I knew you guys, mm-hmm. and now I don't. Yeah, because you have like, this really? opinion. Yeah. Like, have you never said anything wrong in your life in yeah. the eyes of anybody? Yeah. yeah. There's a real lack of appreciation of context uh-huh. nowadays. Yeah. I like, think, honestly, you said this exact thing last year in the anniversary 2 q Oh, well... <laughs> Clearly it's a theme. Yeah. But context, Mm -hmm. take things in context. Just because a word is said doesn't mean it's bad. Just because a concept is broached does not mean you endorse it. Yeah. The context will suggest whether or not you actually endorse it, but just because you broach it. Totally. And also the context of who you are. If someone has seen 200 episodes of you talking about things, they should say like, oh, wait a minute, that sounds bad, Mm -hmm. but hold on, let me think about who this person is. Okay, I think I understand where they're coming from. In general, in the world, there isn't a ton of giving benefit of the doubt. This is something I really try to do. I mean, I feel like a huge part of what our recaps are and our Q&As are like, I sometimes want to judge, but I'm like, but, you know, why do we think maybe they felt this way or said this thing? And so when I don't feel like that's being given back our way, it feels kind of like a betrayal, actually. And so I've had to, in a way, distance myself, which is unnatural for me because I have a tendency to feel very close with Shandy's. Like I feel seen and understood. And like, it's like the friends that I always wanted growing up, that kind of thing. And so then when someone who seemed to be one of those people suddenly is like, you feel this way, like you're blank ist, you know, you're one of the ists. It really like hurts my feelings. And so it goes against my instincts of wanting to become closer with Shandy's and unfortunately makes me pull away because I'm like, oh, they're not who they think I'm not who they thought I was based on that. Well, then they are not who I thought they were. Like it's a very the parasocial thing is very mutual in that sense. And I have to caveat this whole conversation and wrap it Uh in that we know that the vast majority of feedback we get is super positive and loving and yes, warm and we love and supportive. Love, love our shanties. So we like, really do. We love our shanties. And I even love shanties who disagree with me. It's just a different kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not disagreeing. It's how they express their disagreement. Oh, yeah. Disagreement is fine. Yeah. It's that it's kind of It's when I'm like, disappointed in you yeah, for I'm not having this opinion. in you. Disappointed <laughs> in me. God. No, but I still I still understand that like this is a very small minority. The 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 overwhelming majority of loving support is what I really resonate with. And I, I, I yeah. don't, I, 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 I will not complain. Yeah. I will not complain. Yeah. It's part of it. 
and I accept it. And sometimes I listen to the comments and I reflect and I do learn. Uh -huh. I'm like maybe I could do things a little yeah. differently. Well, and you know when you do that is when it's delivered in a way that isn't like isn't, you're a terrible person. <laughs> that helps. It always helps. Okay, we'll move on. If you knew then what you know now, would you still have started Dear Shandy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny, I look back and in a way we've grown beyond what I could have dreamed when we started Jay Shandy, but in, a, in another way I'm like, why would I have started if we weren't, if I wasn't going to dream for this? Like, I don't know what I was thinking when I started the podcast. <laughs> so, and I say I, because it was, you know, you were along for the ride, but it was really me like doing the tech, yeah. setting up the equipment, editing, learning how to edit, all this stuff. And so it was just such a huge learning curve that... I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. Yeah, from my perspective, it's a clear yes. And I, I do feel like I wish, I wish there was sort of a quantum leap where I could have been like, wow, this is so cool. But it's happened so gradually that I haven't had that moment where I've been able to be like, I've, we've had moments. Yeah, you have more moments than me. You, you got to because you're stock. better at that. Yeah, I take stock more than you. Mm -hmm. I always remind you. I'm like, look, we're in Time Magazine. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, and, and meanwhile, I'm like. But we still have all this stuff to do. I have a tendency to be yeah. like that. Honestly, without the pandemic, Dear Shanty would absolutely never have existed. Looking back, I'm like, wow, that was pretty, like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe you did it either. Well, and you also did it. I did it too. <laughs> okay, last question in podcast. Who would you wish to have as moderators of your own love fest? Mm. I know my, for me, it's two. Rachel and Brian? Yes. It's funny you say that. I think we even said at the end of our love fest with them that we would love for them to do ours one day, but I've been too shy to ask oh. because like they're so famous. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't know if we, if we could make that happen, but I think that they would be perfect. I agree. Because it has to be a couple that there's like a, a, a vibe that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. and, I agree. Yeah. And there's one other couple. That I have in mind. Have we love fested with them? No. Oh, Thomas and Becca. Yeah, Becca. I think that they would be really good too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's just, you know, I, we also haven't asked them. <laughs> it's just dreams and we just don't ask people. That's what we do. <laughs> we never ask for what we want. Okay, so finally, the last section is general. 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 I, like I, general. I titled it general. Mm. I have become quite self conscious of my use of your welcome. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> to the point where I avoid using it and will find any other way to convey the same feeling. I know you guys have talked about only using it at times, but what are those times? Can you do a review session for us? You know, it's interesting. I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. And I haven't figured out exactly if oh, there's a tried and true rule. Oh, there I is. I know there. Oh, there is. Yeah. You, what do you say the rule is? Well, well, finish what you were about to say. Sorry. I just know incident by incident. Okay. Like usage by usage. So okay. for example, okay, let's, let's, we can role play this. I, I'm like, you know, thank you so much for giving me your liver. It is just, <laughs> it's an amazing liver. You're welcome. Okay. And now we do either thumbs up or thumbs down. One, two, three. Ding, 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 yep, ding. Yep. Okay. 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 So that's one. a green check mark. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Um, so you're, we're like, uh, we're, we're, leaving a store or we're something. leaving whole foods we're leaving whole foods uh-huh okay and uh someone's standing by the door yeah, yeah yeah okay i'm that person okay I'm like have a great day thank you you're welcome one two three <laughs> big down big down yeah. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Uh, you're you're right. It's raining, and you and you don't have an umbrella. Uh-huh. And and I'm a I'm a a, a strapping gentleman, <laughs> and I and I open the door and and hold the umbrella over you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, oh, here you go. Just come oh. come right this way. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. One, two, three. Ding. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it, in my opinion, you're welcome in response to the thank you is appropriate when you've actually done something to warrant the thank you in the first place beyond it's, just but, wishing someone a good day because you're being paid to can, do that. Can I, can I be a little, can I just nitpick a little bit with uh-huh. this? Because I've thought of this okay. and there is, it's, it's a little different. It has to do with whether you have implicitly or tacitly asked for the gift Mm. or the thing that has been given to you. For example, if I say to you, okay, let's do one more example. Okay. Okay, okay, Ready? This is, this is the one where it gets a little tricky, Okay, Okay. but it's not tricky, but you'll know the answer, but you'll get my point. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, you look really beautiful today. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Uh, correct. I'll tell you the why. The compliment loses its value if you then say you're welcome. Correct. But the reason is it's because you didn't implicitly ask for that. You weren't like, he should really say I look beautiful today because I look beautiful. You weren't thinking that. You weren't asking for it. I gave it to you as like an, an unsolicited. It's a, it's a compliment. It's an unsolicited If you say compliment. you're welcome to the thank you after you give a compliment, you have decreased the value of that compliment by 50%. What you've done has turned the compliment into partly something for yourself, something that warrants being thanked for. Right, like you did a service to them for them having a nice hat. Yes, yes. Exactly. So yes. basically all compliments, generally speaking, with a few exceptions, it's kind of like the I before E except no. after C, all compliments know you're welcome. Uh, it To me, it's 100% of the time. If it's a compliment, then a thank you, you don't say you're welcome. You never say you're welcome yeah. to a thank you after a compliment. Yes. Ever. And you never say you're welcome to a, to a, to a sort of a, 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 a pleasantry that is not asked for. Yes. Okay. And just to dissect the compliment one a little more, if it's like, oh, does this go with this or does this outfit look okay? And then you say, oh, yeah, it does go with it and it looks really good. Then I can say, oh, like, thanks for the, thanks for letting me know. Like, thanks for the feedback. And then you can say, you're welcome. Because I you did asked ask. for it. Yes. You asked for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you if said- all you said back was, yes, you look beautiful. Then when I say thank you, you don't say you're welcome. But also if you, <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. But also if you said, do you really like my blouse? Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah, I like it. And, and then they say, thank you. You can't say you're welcome. Oh, no. Even though they asked you for no. it. Because they asked you your opinion on something. They didn't ask for any help. Yeah, no. They just said, do you think this is totally, nice? Totally, totally. Okay, I think we've covered this. Okay. We feel very passionately about this. And also money, lending. Lending oh. money is, is a your welcome situation. Or a meal. You, you get a someone's meal. meal. Yeah. Anything where you've paid money that you absolutely did not have to pay for someone else is yeah. a your welcome situation. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Okay. I think All we've right. covered this. I think that's it. Yeah. If you could monologue about one topic of your choice for 30 minutes, what would it be? Black holes. <laughs> Mine is styling. Perfect. All right. That's a good variety. <laughs> that makes one of us sound really smart and one of us sound really dumb. Okay. What advice do you have for your listeners on things to look for and what is really important in choosing a life partner based on your own experience? Let's keep this nice and Wait, tight. Sorry, I completely missed the okay. question. I was thinking about black holes. <laughs> 
preparing for your monologue. What advice do you have for your listeners on things to look for in a partner and what is really important in choosing a life partner based on your experience? So there was a guest we had on, Dr. Romani. Oh, yeah. Recently. Recently. Narcissism. Amazing episode. Amazing. I'm not just saying you that. You gotta go. If you have not watched that episode, you are missing out. You gotta watch it. And, and that's an example where certain people disagreed with her and us. And mm-hmm. I was okay with it. it. It was a nice open discussion. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I expected disagreement and I embraced it uh-huh. and it was it was fruitful. It was a, it's hot, a hot topic. Bo- button topic. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Very interesting Absolutely. conversation. Yeah. Not personal. Not personal. It's when it gets personal. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. yeah. You're a bad person. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get away from that. <laughs> So, so Dr. Romani said, do you feel taller after you leave spending time with a friend? Mm -hmm. And I loved that Mm -hmm. because I know exactly what she means. And I think a lot of Shandy's knew as well. Yeah. Are they never annoying? And do you feel taller after spending time with them? Yeah. For me, mine is, are they not annoying as well? And my other one, I mean, I, I agree with both of those, but for me, it's to be understood, to be, how do I word this? You want to not have to explain yourself to be understood. Like the default is your partner understands what you mean. You don't have to explain what you mean, how you well, feel. Like, okay, maybe how you feel, because sometimes, you know, that changes. That's different. But the explaining yourself. Like, I love in our relationship how you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I throw the ball and you catch it. The idea of coming home, we always talk about the safe place being your relationship. The idea of relaying a little interaction you had at the post office right. and needing to explain what you mean when you tell that story or your emotions surrounding that or what happened that day at work or whatever, anything just sounds so exhausting. Oh yeah. I want to be understood on that basic level by the person that I spend the most of my time with. Absolutely. And that's part of, I think what we talk about when we talk about being tall, feeling taller mm-hmm. is feel, really what we all want from human interaction is to be seen. Yeah. We want to feel like we're not alone in the universe. Yeah. That's really when it comes down to it, that's all human interaction is. Mm-hmm. And I think several parts of making you feel taller after spending time with someone is, you know, same sense of humor, similar tastes, similar things you hate, Mm -hmm. similar things you like, sharing stories that you feel like you're being listened to and and you're listening to the other person, you're being heard, you're being seen. Like all that stuff is what encompasses feeling taller. It's feeling like you are part of the universe with this person. Do you feel contentious? Do you feel like like t- torn or conflicted. Those yeah, are all the, bad. The, when you feel confused. Confused, Ugh. angry. Well, And that gets back to like that idea of like needing to explain yourself. When I have dated guys where I felt confused, I was like, why did they feel that way? Why did I feel that way? Why did we have that interaction? It's just like, why? Why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. If you are confused, especially in the early stages, leave. Leave. I'm sorry. Yeah. It should not be confusing no. on uh, how does he or she feel about me kind of way and on a let's just get along. Do you know what I mean? Kind of way. Of course. And then last but not least. And then I swear we'll move on. And this one will be controversial because I can see some people disagreeing with us. But I think a shared sense of humor. You've talked about gallows humor before. We talked about it in uh, the second updates episode, which I'll link here. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you can get through the hard times by being able to yes. share laughter yes. together about like it's through hard times. That is huge. Yeah. If you don't have that, it's going to be hard. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. But, you know, it's not not everyone needs that. So I'll just leave yeah. that there. And, and I think it's also important. And this has nothing to do with looks whatsoever. I think it's important to feel comfortable looking at the person's face. A 
as opposed to uncomfortable. You know what I mean. <laughs> if all the other things are in place and you're comfortable looking at their face, they will become the most stunningly beautiful person to you. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's why I preface it. It's not about the looks. It's not. Doesn't I'm not saying find someone with a beautiful face. Whenever I have friends who are so focused on that, I'm like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, it's not Stop about focusing on how hot how they good are. looking they are. Yeah. It's about do you feel at home when you're looking at their yeah. face. That's uh, all. Yeah, I don't even want to focus on the face too much because then some people will interpret that to be like, oh, they have a good face. I'm at home with this face. No. I could look at this face forever. It's like, okay, you and like most people. There are so many faces in my life that are not aesthetically good and I'm very at home looking at them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then my aesthetic. We got to be really careful here. It's my aesthetic. Uh-huh. Okay. It could be aesthetically good for someone else. Okay. Or maybe we should... <laughs> Not, I, think I, I think you've gotten yourself into yeah, a hole uh, that you're not I sure I almost about. made it out of this one. <laughs> if you were a cat, what kind, color, and personality of a cat would you and Andy both be? Oh, man. I think I'd be a short-haired... You know what? I'd be a short-haired white and black. Or no, a, a short-haired gray. I'd be a short-haired gray. <laughs> okay. I think I would be gray, a short-haired like a gray. Like a Russian blue? Not quite Russian blue. That's too fancy. I'm not okay. that fancy. Okay. I'm a little more rougher on the edges. I think just a sort of a standard... Short-haired gray cat. Okay, that's what I think. With I what am. kind of personality? I would be a little aloof, but once I got to know you, I think I'd be extremely friendly. Except if you scratched my belly too much, I'd eventually bite you. <laughs> okay. Like so many cats. Yeah, you'd still be a cat. I'd be very cat-like. Okay. I mean, I feel like I I feel like a cat. I I <laughs> I, I, I think I'm a cat. Um, it's hard for me to say looks wise. I just know that I prefer short hairs to long haired cats. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I do have a thing for Bengals, but I oh, almost feel Bengals. like that's too glorious. Like I, I wouldn't cool. be that. I'm yeah. not that cool. I'm not cool enough yeah, to be a Bengal, a but Bengal. I would like to be a Bengal. No. And personality wise, affectionate, like wanting to be like a cuddled, but until I don't, in which case I just want to be off doing my own thing. Like disappear for hours and you have no idea where i am oh you'd be the kind of cat where like you come over to someone's apartment and you're like where's the cat he's like oh he's under the bed yeah yeah and it's like and like when, hours when go people by are over it definitely oh yeah <laughs> hours go by you're like still under the bed he's like oh yeah she's not coming out till you leave yeah. and what kind of cat i didn't get that um ideally a bengal but too much shame to say that i am cool enough to be a bengal you know, i think i think you deserve to be a bengal <laughs> i think you're a bengal thanks okay final question yeah. of this anniversary q a and it's multiple parts they called it hypothetical time number one power rank meaning list from least favorite to favorite chicken beef pork tofu and fish hmm. and we should preface this by saying that we are pescatarian so we no longer eat meat but we did eat meat at one point. Yes, so for I thought many this years. was a fun one for us. Yes, I recall the tastes of all the meats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from least favorite, let's go one, two, three, and then we'll both say what we Okay, say. least favorite. Yeah. This is number five. Yeah. One, two, three, Tofu. chicken. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you don't eat meat, but tofu is your least favorite? It's an unfortunate quandary. What about when it's like salt and pepper tofu at a Chinese restaurant? If, if tofu is cooked to within an inch of its life, yeah, and it's like it has the consistency of like a crispy chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Andy no, 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 likes like his tofu like almost burnt. Yeah, you don't like soft gelatinous. I don't foods. like any gelatinous anything except except actual Jello. Uh huh. Like if I take my gelatinous full gelatinous, I okay. don't go halfway. Okay, so wow, we're already not aligned on that. I said chicken. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's fine. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Okay. This is for the Fourth. second least. <laughs> one, two, 
three chicken. fish. <laughs> oh, that's sad because you know how much I like salmon. I feel like you eat fish almost for me. Yeah, I'm. Pe if it weren't for you, I would be vegetarian. Uh, so you're shaming me? No, basically. I'm not shaming you. I like some fish, but like when we go to a restaurant and there's like a very expensive, like a $38 piece of like Chilean sea bass, I'm like, not worth the money. Well, I also don't like a $38 piece of Chilean sea bass. <laughs> but like you will want to get the fish and I'm like, I'd rather just get a bunch of like appetizers and sides. Like but to I, me, that's not worth the money. I'd rather put that $38 and taste three other things. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Let's keep going. So this is in the middle. One, two, three, beef. beef. Oh, oh, we've met wow. in the middle. Okay. Yeah, we both have indifferent feelings about beef. Yeah. I will say this. Okay, just, just uh, not to be on my high horse here, uh -huh. but since quitting meat, uh -huh. the meat that I have the, the least desire for is chicken. Yeah. Like chicken, I... I no interest in anymore. Yeah. Like sometimes, like sometimes in a blue moon, I'll have some hankering for chicken, but usually it's not even chicken, it's turkey. Uh -huh. Like I'll have a hankering for a turkey sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just habit from when I was younger. That was my go-to sandwich. But beef has had the most shocking drop for me. Yeah. Like I used to a steak or a hamburger. I'd yeah. be like, damn, Ugh. this is like every, it's better than everything. Uh -huh. That's interesting because I feel like red meat might be a, like an actual chemical addiction. Oh, interesting. And I would have expected it to be the thing I missed the most. I would agree with that, actually, to a T. Okay, so do you want to do the next one? Oh, which one was mine? Oh, mine was beef. beef. Okay, totally agree on every level. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, Fish. tofu. Oh, okay. You really like tofu. I love tofu. Yeah. I was raised on tofu. You like mushy things more than I do. I love mushy foods. Yeah. I like an agi-dashi tofu. Oof. Yeah. And there's no guilt. The well, fact that there's no guilt right, right, and it right. tastes that good with all that texture and I like, envy your like of tofu. I wish I had it. I mean, I grew up with tofu. The first time I had tofu, I was just like, what the hell is this? Uh -huh. Like, this is food? <laughs> okay, okay. And then, oh no, that's so sad. We both I have know, the same one I in knew first. we would. It is so, it breaks my heart. Yeah. Why are and, pigs so delicious? And it's why are horrible. they so smart? They're so smart. It's, you know, what kind of a god? Makes an animal that tastes I, that good, that smart. What sickness? They're, they're the smartest, by far the smartest farm animal. Yeah. They're sentient. They even have similar skin to us. Ugh. They have similar eyes to yeah. us. Yeah. No, it's sick. Okay. So we agree that that's what, you know, taste wise wins. And oh, I just because this did come up a bit, I actually didn't put it on my list, but there was a question about why we cut out meat. And I think the short answer is just that we think it's the right thing to do. It's also health and the right thing to yeah. do. And the right thing to do for the planet, not just for, you know, the animals. Oh, I mean, plant. yeah. Even if you don't give a shit about animals, it's, you know, planet. Yeah. But we're not shaming anyone. <laughs> no. That's not no, our job. No, no, no. Just saying. Okay. So next question in hypothetical time. Would you rather A, every night for the rest of your life have to watch your parents have sex right in front of you, or B, you can avoid that by joining in one time? <laughs> This I'm, is a great question. <laughs> sicko. And and the answer is obviously I would watch them have sex every night for the rest of my life. Yes, same. It's not even close. Yeah, that's I, absurd. That would traumatize you. I would never be able to. I would. I would eventually go into a mental institution. Yeah. No. The the one time would scar you so much more for life than repeatedly watching that because the shock value after one week of that you'd be like, oh, this is that thing. You get again. used to it. Yeah. You get, get used, used to it. it. I'd be like, oh yeah, my parents having sex. Yeah, I don't totally. care. It'd be like okay. watching the weather. I'm glad we agree. Yeah. All right. Next question in hypothetical time. No wine ever again or no charcuterie boards ever again? Neither and I don't care. 
Easy. Yeah, I will say in terms of missing meat, charcuterie boards do not come anywhere close to the oh, top of the list. I always, every time people get charcuterie boards, I'm just like amateur. Except for the cheese. I do love yeah, But I don't even cheese. love cheese. Though. Oh, yeah, I love, I love I just, cheese. And wine is just like whatever. Okay, and finally, power rank Amelia Earhart, massages, soup dumplings, Martin Luther King, <laughs> contact lenses, and the color green. Oh, I love this. This is a real shandy. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Ooh, it's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm, I may forget some of these. Okay, so we I got. I mean, there's an obvious number one. Soup oh, dumplings. No- <laughs> I was gonna go with Martin Luther. No, King. No, no, no. Well, I was debating between Martin Luther King and soup dumplings, and I realized that, that there's if, no vegetarian if there's a soup. Sound bite of me putting soup dumplings over Martin Luther King. I'm like, immediately got canceled. <laughs> So I think I was focused on the fact that it's really hard to find vegetarian soup dumplings. I know that was the other yeah, thing. Yeah. This okay. is a tough question. Let's no. assume the soup dumplings are vegetarian. But again, we just answered our pork question. Uh-huh. So we no, know no, no. how we feel about soup dumplings. Number one is Martin Luther King. Okay. okay. Number one, Martin Luther King. Yeah. And then number two, soup dumplings. <laughs> As much as I want to put Amelia Earhart right behind Martin Luther King, I really feel, and this doesn't even affect me because I don't wear glasses or contacts, but I think contact lenses are really, I mean, that's really a game changer. Oh, contact lenses are huge. Yeah. I feel like for you, that should be number two. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I'm going to bump. You're right. It's Martin Luther King, then contact lenses. For me, it's Martin Luther King and then massages. Oh, massages. I love massages. You do love massages. They bring me so much joy. It's one of my greatest joys Yeah, I don't think I really appreciate massages. I don't treat myself for a lot of things. Like I don't get like regular facials. I don't get manicures. A massage... I get regular massages. That is something yeah, I will no, spend I have n- money you on. You are religious about massages. Yeah. You will drop everything for a massage. Yes, because I know that it's self-care and I will be like, I will work better after that. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like I'm filled up. And three, I'm going to go, uh, uh, I mean, the color green. Now, this is a tricky yeah, one. Yeah, I know, because are we talking plants? Because I yeah. feel like color green is very high. It's not, it's indispensable. If you t- If you took away the color green from like, plants and, uh-huh. and vegetation it's I, almost I, above martin luther I, it would king. be the end of my life yeah so i think maybe green is above martin luther king okay i think we're safe there okay if assuming that include it's it's referring to if you're flora. nature yes. like leaves def you got uh, come on are you kidding yeah can you imagine life without green okay so green's number mad. one <laughs> green's number one yeah and then martin luther king then contact lenses for you then massages for me then amelia Earhart, i think and then Soup dumplings. I'm slowly realizing that soup dumplings aren't that important to me. I, I don't know. You know what it is? I'm super hungry right now. <laughs> I am really hungry. Yeah. And a soup dumpling sounds really good uh-huh. right now. Okay. See, this is the problem I have with Amelia Earhart. I know she was a, a big pioneer for women in aviation, mm-hmm. aviation period and women period. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know if she did that much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that selfish? I mean, she disappeared over the Atlantic. So, you know, I I don't know. Well, that's why contact lenses rank lower for me. I'm like, that doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect you. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to take myself out of the equation. Martin Luther King, contact lenses, Amelia Earhart. Uh Uh-huh. Soup dumplings, massages. I don't don't need massages. I don't like someone being up on me that much. You don't respect them. Okay, that is it, Andy. That's it. We love our shandies. We do. Thank you for your questions. These were so fun. Yeah. Three years. Right? Three years of shandies. Yeah. You've been very good to us. We love you. And we hope there's another three... 
decades. Oh, here's to another three. Three. Yes. Something. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And I imagine anyone listening or watching this episode already has, but just in case... They've already tuned out, by the yeah, way. That's it. <laughs> We're but talking to nobody. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much, Shandies, for a wonderful three years. You guys mean so much to us. This podcast means so much to us. I never would have imagined something that we would just start doing in this corner with this plant in our apartment during the pandemic oh, well. could turn into really a community yeah. of what feels like like-minded people who give us great restaurant recommendations when oh, we go yeah. traveling by the way and we are just very grateful for you thank you and we'll see you next time on dear shandy bye bye everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.